Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Greetings and salutations, everyone. And welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Today we have a heck of an epic royal film to discuss. Royal film? Man, that sounds interesting. A royal pain in the ass film. What? As you all already know, because we all know only three of you listen to this podcast. Nope, four, maybe five, maybe six. But you're all returning listeners. We don't get new ones. I am your host, Mr. Matt Hinshaw. And with me, co-host as always, Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, everybody. So, Mysterious Mike Talent, this is a royal movie about the king of something? Yes, yes. This this movie is definitely royal, somehow. Um, yeah, uh, we're, we're reviewing uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. All at the request of one of our listeners that actually wrote in an email. His name is Ray. His name is Ray. His name is Ray. His name is Ray Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you don't know what that's from, that's from Fight Club. And you should listen to our podcast discussing Fight Club. All right, Mike. Let's do it. Do it for our dog that sent us an email. Give us the rundown of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. <laughs> All right. Uh, it was directed by Michael Daughtry. Uh, it's written by Michael Daughtry, Zach Shields, and the story was by Max Bornstein and Michael Daughtry and Zach Shields. Starring uh, Kyle Sh- Chandler, Vera Farm- Farminga, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, also known as Eleven to Netflix uh, Stranger Things fans. Uh, Ken Wantanabe. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. Bradley Whitford. Sally Hawkins. And the synopsis is a cryptozoological agency monarch faces off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who collides with Mothra, Rodan, and his ultimate nemesis, the three-headed king, uh, Gaidora? I don't know how you say it. I think that's it. Yeah, okay. it's either Gaidora or Giadora or something like that. I don't know. These are all old from the original movies, the monsters. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Matt, uh, before we get into this awesome review, uh, what are you drinking? (sighs) Well, Mike, thanks for asking. I continue my Mexican beer voyage by drinking Another six-pack that I picked up the other day for $5 at Safeway, Dos Equis Amber. Dude, six-pack for $5. That's awesome. Can't complain. Can't complain, sir. Sorry, I had to take a sip 
because, uh, you know, I'm parched because it's getting hot as balls in Arizona right now. Oh, yeah? You, you cracking uh, 65? I wish. Well, that's the best part is at night we're still at least getting down to the 50s. But no, dude, we uh, hit 95 in Prescott today. 95? Weren't you, wasn't last week, uh, no, two weeks ago, snow or something? Yeah, it's something like that. It's all screwed up. That John Denver's full of crap, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike, what are you drinking today? I mean, hold on, let me scratch that. Scratch. Mike, what IPA are you, are you drinking today? I am drinking Free Dive by uh, Coppertail. Is it an IPA? Yes, it is an IPA. I knew it. I'm so predictable. I'm sorry. You finally finished all your land shark. Yes, I have finished all my land shark. Did you take it all to the beach and drink it while you were on land watching the sharks? <laughs> no. No, no, uh, uh, I did not. Um, the glass is frowned upon on the beach. Oh, it so. was glass. It was a yeah. Cans. They were bottles. Yeah. Um, well, what you do is you get like a gallon pitcher and just pour them all out in the gallon pitcher and just sit there with a straw on the beach. Oh yeah, man, that's actually a good idea. I'll write that down. I think you should. So. Oh, did I ever tell you how much I kept trying to get you to read um, uh, West Coast Avengers, the comic book, the most recent run? Um, yeah, I think you have indicated that a few times. Yeah. Yeah. They introduced a land shark in it. It was hilarious. Oh, man. Maybe I'll read it now. Absolutely hilarious. It's only 10 bucks. They they killed it off early. I was kind of upset about that. But they have uh, Gwenpool... And the very first episode, these land sharks invade. I'm, I think it's, um, gosh, what beaches? It's it's one of them in uh, California. Um, gosh, I don't remember the where it was. It wasn't like up north. It wasn't like San Jose or anything like that. I think is it was it like, Venice. L- is it like La Jolla or no? No, that's San Venice Diego Beach or. Um, yeah, I think it was Venice. Yeah, that's a pretty famous one. Yeah, I think it was Venice. But anyways, so all these land sharks are invading uh, uh, Venice Beach, and they're all in the ocean and stuff, and then all of a sudden they all come out and start walking on the land. It is just so funny. And Dude, then, that's uh, awesome. That's really <laughs> awesome. And then, you know, they I don't know if they kill all of them or rat, whatever. They do something to chase them all off into the ocean or kill them off or something. And then they notice there's a uh, Gwenpool who is, uh, there's a long story behind her, not to get super off topic, but she is a a take on Deadpool-ish, but not really. She's a normal person that somehow woke up one day and she was in comic book universe land and she knows anything and everything about every single superhero and she has no superpowers whatsoever. Like, that's her superpower. She knows what everybody's secret identities are and what their powers are and all that shit. And so she uh, takes on the mantle of Gwenpool, where she looks just like Deadpool, but she wears pink and white, and she carries around swords, and she kind of has an attitude like Deadpool, but a little bit better, a little nicer, a little more fun, a little more jokey. 
and she finds one of the baby land sharks walking around and she picks it up and adopts it as a pet and it's a pet for the rest of the run of the comic book through the next 10 issues it is so funny and his that name is pretty is, funny yeah his name is jeff 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 the nice. land shark and it's just it's so funny anyways nice not to get off nice. topic but yeah well that's kind of cool that's cool. That's a cool segue. Dude, you would you would like I think you would enjoy it because it's kind of fun and jokey and entertaining. But so back on the topic of monsters, Mike, uh, what did you think about Gojira? Uh, so I kind of I was already I braced myself because I had heard that the story wasn't that great, but all the monster stuff is really cool. And if you are a big Godzilla type fan, that's really what you wanted to see anyway. So I was like, okay, you know, how bad can the story be? Ooh, man, I underestimated. Really bad. Really bad. Uh, but the monster stuff was really cool. So I I will credit that. That that stuff was pretty neat when it was going on. And there was a lot more monster than the last Godzilla movie that came out. I think, what was it, 2012? 2014. So? 2014. With Brian yeah. Cranston in it for five y- minutes? Yeah. 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 Oh, and they marketed it like he was in it the whole time. Uh, yeah, that was that one was pretty good, but there wasn't a lot of Godzilla. It wasn't until the very end, and then there's a little bit of a fight. And as a true Godzilla fan told me, that was lame. Well, and that 2014 Godzilla, I consider it more of almost a thriller slash kind of horror movie, because that's kind of how they use Godzilla as more of this monster thing to be afraid of as a human being and this one is more about the monsters themselves kicking each other's asses and i thought that was pretty cool yeah yeah i mean a lot of fighting a lot of like kind of uh kind of really bad one-liners in this movie like just badly delivered i don't know yeah at least that's what i thought i could see it i could see it this one was more along the lines of a traditional Godzilla movie. I, I used to, that's one of my fondest memories growing up as a kid with my pops. Uh, he and I don't have a lot of great memories, that's for sure. But growing up, uh, that was one thing my father loved is uh, the old school Godzilla movies. And we'd sit down and watch them together. And I loved them too. I haven't watched them in years because they're just cheesy. But they all had really, really bad stories. Not as bad as this story. But the monster action was always really cool and fun, even though it was cheesy because, you know, it was guys in suits because that's the technology they had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this the, the special effects for the fights were really cool. Um, it, it was just, yeah, just the story wasn't that great. I, I don't know. That's, that's my biggest complaint. I was a little like, ugh, when is there going to be more fights? Like, and... And uh, my coworker, who really enjoyed this movie, explained, he's like, well, those those talking times were just to give the movie a break on having to have so much CG. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So you didn't care about the story? He's like, not a bit. <laughs> All right. That's probably the best way to watch this movie, honestly. I mean, you know, yes, it is a summer blockbuster popcorn flick to the max. It's a monster movie. 
It's a CGI monster movie. Lots of destruction, lots of explosions, lots of mayhem. I mean, that's perfect. But even for a summer blockbuster popcorn movie, this story is on another another level of garbage. I mean, it was really just bad. It was really bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any redeeming thing to it. The story? No. No. I got that for you. Negative, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I... Mm. Uh, I guess the only, th- uh, I mean, do we want to get into spoilers at all? I mean, I don't oh, we know can, but only um, after I ask you this question. So Mike, how does Godzilla, King of the Monsters relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, thanks for asking. Uh, This movie, the casting director, Sarah Flynn, was also the casting director. This is a long list, so I'm just going to go over it really fast. Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, Ant-Man and Wasp, Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Captain America Civil War, Ant-Man, Avengers Age of Ultron, Captain America um, The Winter Soldier, and Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1. So basically, she did every single Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Pretty much. I was trying to think if there was an, if something not on there. and It seems like she pretty much has everything. But Well, all right then. Yeah. So let's get into our full-on spoiler section review. Uh, you know, we always say review, or I always say review, but it's not really so much that. It's more like parts of the movie that we can talk about that were either really good or really bad that spoil the movie. It's just, you know, not so much of a review. I think that's probably more of the beginning part. This is more of us geeking out or saying how horrible parts of it were. So I guess that is a review. Anyways. All right, Mike. Uh, you want me to go first? You want to go first here? Uh, you can go first. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. The whole freaking Vera Farmiga is the villain was just tired, man. And I predicted it like right off the bat. I was just like, great. Okay, so she's the villain. And then her, the whole the whole fucking bullshit environmental fucking agenda that was behind it pissed me off even more. I was just like, God, this is so bad. And then, okay, not to rip on the monster part, but there's one monster part that really pissed me off. That was just, I literally started audibly laughing. Oh, which, which, which part? Oh, I, you already can tell. I can tell, you know, was the end where all the freaking monsters bow down to Godzilla. That was just so dumb. It was so dumb. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I, lo- I actually like that scene. You like that scene? That was so dumb. <laughs> What what I didn't like is they really only featured about four of the monsters, but then they had about ten or so, and you didn't get to really see them until the very end. Right. You see them in, like, news clips and stuff, and I would have liked to have seen more monster fighting, dude. I totally would have been down for that. Take more of the story out. Give us a couple more monster battles, for sure. Yeah. 
They could have gotten rid of that whole weird nuclear underwater thing. I don't know. And just, just, just uh, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, he's living in the center of the earth with radiation coming through it or some shit. And of course, I mean, as predictable as ever, the best actor in the movie with one of the more likable characters in the movie. Oh, he has to sacrifice himself because the stupid submarine got damaged, even though it was just floating around in water from fucking whatever the else. Man, I'm cussing a lot in this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the, uh, yeah, for sure. The the submarine stuff was just ridiculous. The nuclear thing was ridiculous. They couldn't use the torpedo or something because the submarine got damaged. I don't know. It was. It was dumb. It was really dumb, that part. It was ridiculous. Um, Absolutely ridiculous. And then, oh, God. Oh, God. This is this is another one of my gripes, was how guys are literally dying by, like, the hundreds, if not the thousands in this movie, all just to go try and save Millie Bobby Brown's character. I'm like, okay, so you're laying down your lives so you can go to the middle of Boston to save Millie Bobby Brown, who decided to go off and try and save everything on her own. Dude, let her die a savior's death. And then and then on top of it, Vera Farmiga and uh, Kyle Chandler's character almost reconcile at the end? She was the damn villain! She was the villain! You should have immediately just shot her in the face! Uh, yeah, yeah. On uh, on Matt, uh, I I guess I didn't really mention his name earlier when I was listening to characters, but um, O'Shea Jackson Jr., which is uh, Ice Cube's son, and it's super hard to like watch him in movies because he looks just like Ice Cube. Yeah, he does. Um, he seemed to be in the movie, but I don't really know why. And like, they just would like randomly like pan the camera on him, and then like pan away. And then pan it back. And then sometimes he would say like a one-liner and then it would go away again. It was weird. Dude, seriously. It was another one of those just why moments in this movie. There was a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah, this this was a... <laughs> yeah, I undersold it when I told you it wasn't that great. Um, but, uh, yeah, I... It was it was not good. Well, the monster fights were kind of cool, but I prefer it when you don't tell me too much. I mean, I'm not one of those hardcore critic guys that won't even watch a trailer going into a movie. I, I typically try not to watch any review videos or read any reviews online until after I watch the movie, so I can have my own opinion of the film. And you just saying, you know, oh, this movie was shit would be your opinion of it. And you just saying it's not great. That's enough to know, okay, well, it's not going to be something I really want to see over again, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. And you definitely played like the middle of the road card. You were like, yeah, it's not great. But and then I saw it. I'm like, oh, not great is putting it mildly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When I watched it, I was just like, man. Come on, monsters. Like, I was like, where are you at? Like, because it was just, the story was so weird. And, like, the the whole Dr. Yeah, uh, Vera uh, Farminga's, like, character, like, becoming, like, evil and stuff was a really weird story. Like, what? Yeah, and it came real like, fast. 
Yeah, she was just totally okay. Like, she didn't even really put up a fight. She's like, cool, I'm bad now. Get over it. Yeah, and it's all because her son died. Really? So you decide to create literally the apocalypse because your son was killed by Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, that was just one day. I mean, come on, he killed a lot of people that day. Yeah. He was just getting his footing, you know, waking up. He killed a lot of people that day, but he saved the entire freaking city, too, at the same time. So yeah. it's the greater good kind of thing. And but, then, uh, what did you think about the, like, the place where they went to go get recharged or Godzilla went to go get recharged or whatever? It was cool looking. Um, it, I was like, oh, there's Atlantis. And it, they're like, yeah, blew that shit up. Right. It was totally the lost city of Atlantis. They didn't say it, but that's what it was. And it's like, why why, why do they have the lost city of Atlantis in a Godzilla movie? But whatever. I mean, it made sense. I just don't know if we needed it. We needed it. We needed it. My question uh, is, is where's the giant monster shark? That's true. We should have had a super meg. Yeah, a Meg Meg. Yeah. It's Meg Meg squared. Meg squared. And it, you know, flies too. So that it yeah, could man. attack, you know, the, the three-headed thing. I forgot its name already. Oh, it's the weird King Go- the uh, Hydra? Uh, King Gaidora. Yeah. Yeah. No, whatever. Um, and then they made that- Mothra like a, a good monster? Well, whatever. Well, kind of. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so I guess the bottom line for me is if you like uh, Godzilla movies and you want to just go see some giant monsters on screen, the sound is, like, pretty crazy on this one. So it's, like, a lot of bass and all that stuff. Um, Go see this because you don't go see this for this story. This is completely just special effects and like big sound um i also had a co-worker who went and saw this twice and on the second time went to go see it in 4d which is that crazy thing where they shoot water at you and change the temperature and like you're sitting on a subwoofer and like i don't know is that and like the you know like going to like universal or like Disneyland or something, and you're like in like a little cart, and there's like this big screen in front of you, and it bounces you all over the place, and you get sick to your stomach, and you have to tell them to stop the ride and turn on the lights so you can go throw up. Yes, so well, I mean that's what happens to you. So I don't recommend <laughs> that you go see the 4D experience. Oh, you know what, Matt? We should review Blair Witch again and see how your stomach's doing. Uh, as long as I don't sit in like the first three rows, I should be all right. But that was ruthless dude i tell people that story and they're like really i'm like yeah that shit messed me up bad real bad uh i think i think we should review i think we should review that for maybe for our uh harvest horror fest we'll we'll review the blair witch project and talk about a movie that just made a crap ton of money off a of no budget well i actually own it on uh dvd oh do you yeah i picked it up at uh Either Bookman's or Hastings when I was um, 
I think I was visiting someone or something. I mean, I got it like years ago and it was like three or four bucks. I mean, I've had it over probably 10 or 15 years. I think it was in college maybe when I got it. I don't remember. Wow. But it was okay. it was literally like three or four bucks. And I was like, ah, oh, why not? All right. Fair. I do better with it at home than I do <laughs> front row at a giant movie theater. That's for sure. All right, all right. Um, I was trying to think. Oh, another one that was a, a very low-budget movie that had a similar marketing campaign was called Paranormal Activity. Yeah, and they're still are they still making those? Because I know they were on like Paranormal Activity like 32 the other day or something. Yeah, I think they just made one, an, uh, another one, but it was like a spinoff kind of. And it was about some... Uh, Mexican ghost legend or something. So it was like a offshoot kind of. It wasn't Chupacabra. No, no, no. They're saving that one, dude. Speaking about the border, did you see uh the cartels and lit up a bunch of people in AP the other day? No, dude. They did, dude. Like ten people. Everybody wow. in down back home is freaking out about it because it was like right on the border it wasn't even like in town really it was like literally like sight distance from the border and they lit like 10 people up oh great yeah the i mean i've you know i've always heard about the cartels in the big cities you know like uh what the one on the other side of el paso and uh maybe a little bit in nogales but really not much but i mean ap is a pretty small in comparison to those, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they were there. And they're warning, like, I saw something today about how they're warning people in Naco, And I'm like, oh, dude, seriously. Like, Naco's only 20 minutes from, like, where my parents' house is. Yeah, yeah, Naco's the closest. That's crazy, man. That's real crazy. Anyways, sorry, not to get off topic again. You did it again, Matt. I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyways... I agree with you 100%. If you are really into monsters, you want to see some badass monster fights, definitely go see this in the theaters. You're not going to be disappointed. If you want substance, if you want a movie, then, you know, maybe not. If monsters are not your thing and watching monsters beat the hell out of each other beautifully with incredible sound, incredible CG, you know, go see this not move along uh, that's my two cents on it yeah yeah so with that matt do you do you want to give your your reels all right initially i gave this a much 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 lower rating but after letting it stew for a couple hours after coming out of the theater on monday night after we recorded our last pod which was pretty awesome uh monday night at harkins i was literally in the biggest theater in prescott valley completely by myself it was awesome. Oh. oh man, so so no one was able to cry. Like it, the only person that could be crying in there would be you or or texting would be you. And I hope you didn't text while you're in there, man. I did can't not be text because hypocr- I did not want to disturb the monsters on screen. But yeah, you I can't be all hypocritical. I did cry because I was laughing so hard at how bad this was. <laughs> I guess you don't have to hold back your sound if no one else is in there. I, I seriously, I was audibly like talking like the, when they when all the monsters bowed down to Godzilla. I just straight up went just yelled at like the top of my lungs. I was like, "What?" 
<laughs> Are you serious? Exactly. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> but it was it was nice, man. I mean, it was it's a 200 plus seat theater and I'm literally the only person in there. It was it was an experience. And I I enjoyed it so much. I took a picture right when they put the lights down and put it on our uh, Instagram showing. Now, granted, I only got the first half of the theater cuz I sat literally right in the middle of the theater. So you only see the bottom half, but it still it shows you how many seats and how empty it is. Oh uh, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. Like uh back when I worked at the movie theater, uh the screening of the movie the night before it came out because we had to check all the trailers back when it was still film and stuff. And that was my favorite part was just going and sitting in the movie by yourself. You could turn the volume up, do whatever you wanted. Like it was just your theater. It was glorious. That's my dream, man. That's my dream. I think I've discussed it before, but that's my dream is to have my own theater. Home theater is fine, but that's what I would really like to have one day. Yeah, man, that that was uh, that was an experience, and that's why I tend to try and go to the theater when it's not very busy now to try and get that similar experience. There's usually only a couple people, but depends on the movie and the times I go, of course. And you know, if it's a Marvel movie, it doesn't matter what time or day it is; there'll be people. That's true. Well, I was kind of shocked on this one because I mean, it's not doing great, but it's not doing horrible. It's not doing like Dark Phoenix. I mean, it's doing better than Dark Phoenix, I believe. But I still was kind of shocked that there was no one in there. But again, it was Monday. It is summertime. But is this rated R? Is it? I think it's rated R, isn't it? No, no, I think it's, it's PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Yeah, that's kind of odd because it wasn't. I mean, it was after opening weekend. But I still would have thought there might have been some teenagers in there or something. But no, it it was just me, and it was fine. I mean, you know. I, I wish Harkins had a little bit better seats up here, but other than that, it, I love being in the movie theater alone or with very little people is great. Yeah, no, it's a nice experience. So, all right. Initially, I walked out of there saying this is a one and a half. One and a half reels. Wow. Uh, so you said you, you added a little bit or you, you, you I added pity for it? I added... For one reason and one reason only, and I sat down and I was thinking about it in the math, and I was doing math in my head, and it hurt. It hurt real bad. It was late at night. It was probably around midnight. I was tired from watching a movie that it was rough, and I was like, you know what? Only half of this movie was absolute garbage, and that was the half that was the people and the story. The monster stuff was amazing. It really was. The CGI was well done. It was well orchestrated. You could tell what was going on. The lighting looked great, unlike Game of Thrones. And it was great. The monster scenes, battles, fights were awesome. So after all my math and calculating, I said, this is half a movie. So I bumped it up to two and a half reels. Man, that's nice, man. You are a very considerate, nice uh, film nerd. Because uh, I'm only giving this one two reels because I, I couldn't i couldn't muster that half well it's just the the monster fights were perfect man if this had a good story it had good actors it had okay acting it didn't have bad acting but no it was just a weird story the story was like absolute trash they can't they, you can only do so much it's like it's just you know we just reviewed x-men or uh dark phoenix 
and it, it was kind of the same situation. Like, great actors. I mean, they had even better actors in that movie, but just the story was so bad that it's like, it doesn't matter. They can only do so much. God, June is starting out rough, brother. June is starting out real rough. This is too... Two and belows, you know, <laughs> in a row. Dark Phoenix and now Godzilla, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, um, maybe we'll keep the hits uh, coming. Um, Men in Black International. I think that's what we're gonna aim for for our next one, right? Yeah, I think I think that's what we'll do. Let's keep it going. I I do want to see the dead don't die because that just looks hilarious i mean bill murray adam driver tom waits i mean dude when was the last time you saw tom waits in a movie you know it's it's been a little bit and tom waits yeah it's been quite a while but like yeah it looks great man looks like there's some cameos by some funny people so it looks great so i say you know let's do the best we can to see both of them i have a game again this week so it might be pushing it might have to do like we did this week where I might have to run and go see it on Monday night. But uh, that's fine. I have no problem with that, especially if the theater's empty again. But let's definitely do Men in Black International, even though I think the critics are... I don't know. Ha- have they started releasing reviews on that yet? Yeah, yeah. They started today. Okay. Um, releasing, I guess, the, the whatever embargo is lifted, and they started releasing reviews and... So far, not too good. Um, but that's okay. We're gonna go watch it anyway. Go see some, some Thor and in a in a suit, dude. I like Chris Hemsworth. He's a great actor. He actually has really good comedic timing, which is kind of out of the middle of nowhere because everybody just thought he was gonna be this action stud, and he's actually a pretty damn good comedian. He really is. And Tessa Thompson, I mean, I really like Tessa Thompson. She is really starting to make a nice name for herself. She's really up and coming. And then Yeah, she has she has started to do a lot of stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, she really has. Not just comedic roles, but serious roles. Uh, you know, she's really, really just I really like her as an actress. I think she's really good. And then uh, of course, I mean Camille Nagiani. He is hilarious. But it's just his voice in this. He plays one of the alien characters. But I, I like Camille Nagiani. He's a great writer. He's a great comedian. His stand-up is fantastic. So let's just hope those three actors alone are enough to make this a fun watch. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. Definitely. At this point, anything above a two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking it'll at least be a three. I hope so. I I enjoyed the original, um, probably two Men in Black. The third one, yeah, the third one was bad. Yeah, the third one was kind of rough. I liked like some of the elements of the third one, but as a movie as a whole, was kind of rough. But I mean, I lo- I really enjoyed the first one. I mean, did you? Oh yeah, man, I love the first one. That I mean, this was. This was when uh, Will Smith was doing his, like, I, I don't know why he was doing all these alien-type movies, but, man, Independence Day, Men in Black, I love these movies. Yeah. They're great. They're fun. They are, you know, classic. Now, I don't want to say classic, but typical summer popcorn blockbuster flicks. I mean, aliens, guns, 
it, you know, fun stories, not usually the best stories, but they're fun. And that's what a summer blockbuster popcorn flick is supposed to be. It's not supposed to win awards. It's not supposed to set the world on fire. It's supposed to be fun and take you away from reality for however long that movie is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and man, the first one came out and it was just, I thought it was just a lot of fun and it was well done. All right, Mike. Well, anything else you want to add about uh, Godzilla? <laughs> no, no, I think I think I'm good. All right. Well, then go ahead. Do it. Take us out of here. Uh, do something spacey or alieny. He says, man. Um, let me think. Uh, uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks everybody uh, for listening. And uh, remember, no one can hear you scream in space. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.